much for that. We're going to preach hell hot and heaven sweet, and that's what we're going to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Job chapter 19. Job chapter 19. Next week we'll have our last message on Philippians, the last part of chapter 4. And next week we'll have our last message on Job. We'll preach on, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Trusting God even in the toughest of circumstances. Notice what it says in Job chapter 19. I don't know if we'll ever make it through this message or not. We'll, we'll, uh... Job 19 verse 25. Job says, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, that he shall stand in the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms shall destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins or my heart be consumed within me. Job believed that there was life after death. Several years ago, a survey was done in this country Boy, I tell you, we're going downhill. I know you know this already. But uh, in 2003, they asked people if they believed that there was life after death. 90% of the folks believed that there was something after death. I mean, you know, even Zen and all kinds of foreign folks believed in life after death. Two years ago, the same question was asked, and 75% of the people believed that there was life wonder what it would be today, even two years later. My friend, Joe believed it. I believe it. God said it. There's life after death. We're going to spend somewhere for eternity in one of two places, heaven or hell. Forty percent of the folks asked in 2022 if they thought they were going to heaven. Forty percent said, I know I'm going. Or this is a, The question was asked to... Uh, several people, and 40% said, I know I'm going. 58% said, I'm not sure. Some of the folks that said, I know I'm going, have false assumptions because they're not basing it on, on trusting Jesus Christ as their Savior. Some of them who are not sure need to make sure. I had a talk this week with the, the fellow who led me to Christ. He's not walking with the Lord today. But 53 years ago, the guy who led me to the Lord... We were in Bible study together. Anyways, made a strong profession back in those days, but says he's not walking with Christ. We reconnected, and this week spent an hour on the telephone together. And he said, would you pray for me? And I prayed for him. He lives in Martinez, Georgia, outside of Augusta. And we are planning on further conversations he asked us to pray for him that he's not walking with Christ. But I thought about those who said, I know I'm going to heaven, and those who were not sure. There's a lot of folks in that category who are not close, not even close. Job said in Job 14 and verse 14, he says this, If a man die, shall he live again? If a man die, shall he live again? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Luke chapter 16, verse 19. 16, 19. He said, And now, behold, my witness is in heaven, and my record is on high. He believed there's a place called heaven. That the place where God is. Chapter 22 and verse 12 of Job. This is one of the, the oldest books in the Bible, if not the oldest book in the Bible. And he believed in life after death. Job 22 verse 12. Says this, Is not God in the height of heaven? And behold the height of the stars, how high they are. He believed that there was a God, and there was a God in heaven. Two days after my wife passed away, I got a phone call from a college president, a Christian college president, and said to me, Gary, I can tell you something. I don't know all about heaven. And there's actually more about hell written in the Bible than there is about heaven. But he said, I don't know all about heaven. But he said, I know one thing. There's a, a God that sits on a throne, and he's in charge. He is in charge. And uh, what, what great comfort. That gives to you and me today. I know that my Redeemer liveth. Job did not believe in soul sleep. He did not believe in annihilation. That you were all just going to one day just burn up and it was all over with. He believed that there is life that goes on after death. In John chapter 14, Jesus speaking, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And then you know, John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. There is a, a real place, a place that God is preparing for us. He's made a genuine promise. He's coming back for us. And he's also given a definite plan, a, the only way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Stephen is dying and being stoned there in Acts chapter 7, the last verses. And it says, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. He, he got a glimpse into heaven. And Jesus, by the way, it's very interesting that when Stephen died that the, Jesus was standing. But when he finished, he's seated. <laughs> I like that. Jesus is seated now at the right hand of God the Father and he's making intercession for you and for me. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. 1 John 3, 2. It says, Behold, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. We're going to behold him. And Job said, I'm going to see my God in my flesh. 
we shall behold him. We shall behold him face to face in all of his glory. We shall behold him. We shall behold him face to face in all of his glory. I'm going to see him face to face. Job said, I'm going to see him face to face. I love it. I love it. We sang a lot of these songs as a hospice chaplain at bedsides over the years. Jonathan Edwards says, it becomes us to spend this life as a journey toward heaven. Why should we labor for or set our hearts on anything else but that which is our proper end and our true happiness? Nothing else. We ought to set our affections on heaven. C.S. Lewis says it's, it's sure that Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this one. Dio Moody, nearing the end of his life, said, one day you will read in the paper that Dio Moody has died. He said, don't you believe it. He said, I'll be more alive than I've ever been before. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Someone has said in the truest sense, Christian pilgrims have the best of both worlds. We have a joy whenever this world reminds us of the next. And then we take solace or comfort whenever it does not remind us of the next. I'm very glad that we have the best of both worlds. I... Uh, had a fellow in my church back in Whiteville who would sing a song sometimes that uh, we're a, a winner either way. If I go or if I stay, I'm a winner either way. I love what uh, the Bible teaches us about heaven, Revelation chapter 21. There's a lot of things we could say tonight about heaven. It's a sweet place. It's a beautiful place, as Stephanie sang about. Revelation 21, I saw a new heaven, a new earth. For the first heaven, the first earth, were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true. These words are true and faithful. You and I, tonight, we're no, somebody has said, well, I, I might become so heavenly minded that I'm no earthly good. That will never happen to us. There's no danger. 
no danger of it uh, tonight. Uh, someone else has said about heaven, said this, and I've preached funerals for stillborn babies. I've done several funerals for children. Well, those are some of the hardest ones to do. I've done some for teenagers killed in car accidents and adults in their 20s and 30s and 40s and even a 100-year-old guy. When I work for funeral homes, sometimes, a lot of times, people don't have a, a pastor, so I do funerals for people I didn't even know, but then talk to them on the night before and then try to put the service together. And you preach to the living, by the way. You preach to the living and to those that, uh, that uh, don't know Christ. You try to give them the gospel. Somebody says, we have not lost our dear ones who have departed from this life, but have merely sent them ahead of us. So we also shall depart and shall come to that life where they will be more than ever dear, as they will be, and, and they will be better known to us because we will know better whether we sh and where we will love them without the fear of parting again. Richard Baxter, I don't agree with all of his theology, but I, Richard Baxter says, if there be so certain and so glorious a rest for the saints, why is there no more industrious seeking after it? One would think of a man did, if he did but once hear of such an unspeakable glory to be attained, and believe what he heard to be true, that he shall be transported with the vehemency of his desire after it, and should almost forget to eat and drink, and should care for nothing else, and speak of, and inspire after nothing else, but how to get this great treasure. How to get this great treasure. Tonight... As I was preparing the message this week, uh, a quote that I had used before, using again tonight, Matthew Henry said, it ought to be the business of every person to prepare for our last day. Prepare for our last day. Actually, we're preparing this day for that day. We're preparing now for the judgment seat of Christ where we will all one day stand before God, Romans 14, 12 tells us. Tonight, for the Christian, we've already learned in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20 that our conversation or our citizenship is not down here. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're already citizens of heaven. And uh, we tonight have a, a, a dual citizenship. This one, we're not, this world really is not our home. We're just passing through. We'll sing about that in a little bit at the end of the service. C.S. Lewis said, I must keep alive in myself the desire for my true country, which I shall not find till after death. I must never let it get snowed under or turned aside. I must make it the main object of life to press on toward that other country and to help others to do the same. Oh, tonight, not only do we keep our eyes on heaven, but we want to bring others with us. We want to tell them about the gospel, about the Lord Jesus Christ, and how they too can know that place called heaven.
because I prayed with that fellow who led me to the Lord 53 years ago and wept, and he was weeping on the other end of the line of the phone. I thought, oh, I'd, uh, I really believe that man needs to get it nailed down. He needs to get his salvation nailed down. And would you pray for George? I have been all week long after Monday in that hour-long conversation. I've been praying, God save that man. I know he was instrumental in giving me the gospel. He gave me the bridge illustration. He gave me a bridge track. And that night, I, I left that night, and I, uh, he, he, he signed me up for a Bible study. And I went to my, just to my bed there in the same room, and I read that track about three times. Boy, the Spirit of God used the Word of God to convict my heart. And that night, I got on my knees beside my dorm room bed, and I told the Lord, I believe that I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ died for me and rose again. And right now, the best I know how I invite Jesus Christ into my life to be my personal Savior and Lord. And that night, he saved me. <laughs> and God used that man, even if I don't know whether he knew the Lord as his Savior or not. But what I'm praying for is a 73-year-old guy who never married, army vet, I'm praying that he'll come to know Christ. I want to set my attention on that other country, but I want to help as many others as I can to go to that place as well. We are to set our affections on things above, Paul said in Colossians 3, 2, not on things of the earth. A burden for others to go there too. I know you are as well. Many of you tonight have expressed to me over the last couple of weeks your, your concern for family members and friends that they would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old and someday yonder we will never more wander but walk on streets that are pure as gold. Amen. Amen. A place where we'll never grow old. I, the older I get, I put on the wrong shoes to come to church tonight and had to go back over to the mission house. I don't know sometimes whether I'm coming or going. Sometimes I'll go into the kitchen and I'll say, what in the world am I doing in here? But I'm going to a land where we'll never, never grow old. Some glad morning when this life is over I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore I'll fly away, oh well, I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away in the morning when I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Now, if you came discouraged tonight, I hope you're encouraged. You set your affections on things above. 
Tonight, those of us that have lost loved ones that were very dear to us, tonight we can get teary-eyed over singing about heaven, but not teary-eyed because of where they are. We know they're doing fine now. Safe in the arms of God tonight. Miss them, amen. But we know that they're in a place called heaven, and we're looking forward to a glad reunion day one day. Heaven is a wonderful place filled with glory and grace. I want to see my Savior's face. Heaven is a wonderful, heaven is a glorious, heaven is a wonderful place. But until then, my heart will go on singing. Until then, with joy I'll carry on until the day my eyes behold the city until the day God calls me home. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up Somewhere beyond the blue, the angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore, more, more about Jesus. More, more about Jesus. More of his saving fullness see, more of his love who died for me. I know that my Redeemer liveth. If a man die, shall he live again? Absolutely. Amen. And tonight, sometimes we go through this life and all oh, the last couple of days of this last week and news we've heard from different people. There was a lot of folks going through difficult times. Folks in our church here going through difficult times. But tonight, I pray that we'll be encouraged because there's a wonderful, beautiful place called heaven. Let's bow for prayer. Father, I thank you tonight that Job believed in life after death. I thank you, Father, that tonight the Word of God says it. We believe it. We thank you, Lord, that you have prepared not only a place and a promise that you're coming back to receive us, but you've given us the way, the plan. And that's by putting our faith and trust in Jesus as our Savior. I pray that tonight, Lord, you'd give us tonight a greater desired the focus to not only sing about it, read about it, think about it, focus about it, have our affections on things above. But Lord, we desire to tell others about Jesus, about his dying for them and the gospel, the good news that Jesus saves. Father, help us to go away from this place tonight encouraged and we'll thank you in Jesus' name.